Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast brought to you by Red Army Bet, a betting site with a difference. Not only are we offering the best available odds on a United win, we've also got exclusive special bets created by Reds. And as we share half our net profits with the United supporters community, no matter what, the fans can always end up winning. Check out our website, redarmybet.com, or download the app, Red Army Bet. About fans, by fans, for fans. Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. There's an hour to kick off before Manchester United against Young Boys Burn. And I'm stood outside Old Trafford. Um, about 3,000 visiting fans have just been taken past us into the ground. There are blue flashing police lights everywhere. And there's lots of uh, Young Boys fans here within the area. And um, could you... Hello, how are you? Hi. You're uh, a Young Boys Burn fan, are you? Yes, I am. Tell me about your trip to Manchester and what's your name? Oh, I'm Claudia. Yeah. I work as a journalist in my town and I'm a huge fan of uh, football, especially young boys. Okay. What do you want to know? Uh, how many of you come here? How have you got here? Uh, we got here yesterday with him by EasyJet. That was a nice journey. But, well, it's a little bit conservative here because all the pubs are closing at like one. In the morning? Yeah. Is Maybe that, 11. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want heavy Too early. Manchester's got a good nightlife. It's a good, yeah. it's a good student city. Yeah, that's good because we're going to win tonight. Yeah. So we hey, hey. really need to have... <laughs> Sorry. Are you... Are you we, we're going to win. Are you confident you're going to win? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Really? Who are you working um, for? Uh, this is for United We Stand's podcast. Oh, so like wow. you, oh, that's I'm good. also a journalist. And I was in I was in Bern in September. You were? And it was, it was beautiful. I re- I've never been before. I thought, yeah. well, the weather was good. We were still in summer then. Oh, yeah. And you went to our river? You I went walked, for a bath? Yeah, I didn't go for a bath in the river. No? Um, I, I walked all around but it. The old town to... was full of Manchester United fans. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. Are you supposed to swim in the river? Yeah. When did you last swim in the river? Oh, that was uh, 3rd of October. Right, and when it gets cold, you cannot swim in the river. You could. You're looking at me very suggestively to swim in you the river. You could. You could. No, I'm a coward, you know? You could if you have an you amazing could. set of balls. If you have an amazing <laughs> set of balls. I do have a really big balls. <laughs> right. Um, Especially... How did you feel after the first game against Manchester United? We should have fucking uh, scored in the well, first 30 minutes. You should have. We should have, yeah. The first 45 minutes were really, really, really awesome. And then... And then came reality, the 150 million man. <laughs> and he scored an amazing goal. And a ridiculous penalty shot. Was that a poll? Was that a poll? What have you made of Manchester? Sorry? What's your opinion of, of Manchester as a city? Have you had a good time here? Have the people pre- been friendly with pretty you? Pretty wet, wet time, yeah. People are yeah. very friendly. Yeah. Really good beer. Good beer? Yeah. yeah. I prefer it to London. Why? Because people are more laid back. They're friendlier. Just getting an idea of the mood before the game. What's your name? Uh, Paul. Where are you from, Paul? From Hyde. From Hatton? Hyde. Hyde. Hyde, yeah. Went through Hyde last night on the way to Sheffield. It's very kindly closed the uh, M67 between junctions one and two, which was a massive pain in the arse. Um, How are you feeling about United going into the game against young boys? I'm confident we'll get a result, but... It's got to be a sight better than weekend. Um, as I was just saying to you a moment ago off the podcast, it was hard to listen to the booze, but at the same time, it was hard not to feel that way about the performance on Saturday. It was poor. Do you yeah. back the manager? 
I'm 50-50 at the minute. Um, before he came in, he, he was the one person I wanted to come in and manage the club. But it's his tactics and the way he's setting the teams up that's really frustrating me. Um, I think there needs to be something to change and he's not the sort of manager to change for me as well. He's not the sort of person that's going to deviate from the tactics he sets out and the roles he sets people into and it's the style of football that I think we need to change really badly. Has your opinion on the managerial situation changed in the last one month? Had you back, were you backing him until yeah, I was. relatively recently? Because you look at games like Juventus away the amount of lift it gives people and the optimism going forward and then you get brought back down to earth with a performance like that on Saturday. So my mind is if Mourinho went, my choice would be Zidane just for the simple fact. I know he's only had short-term successes at a bigger club and players like Real Madrid, but I'd rather, as I've said time and time again, I'd rather see people, I'd rather see us get walloped 7-0 every week and play an attractive style of football and actually go and attack teams rather than sit back. He'd be my choice, firstly. Maybe him or someone like Pochettino. But, um, Tottenham are not going to let him go mid-season? No, no chance. End especially. of season's different. End of the season would be a completely different story, especially with the money you'd have to pay Spurs as well. Why would you like Pochettino? Just from what he's come in and done at Tottenham. and I know, obviously, people... And Southampton. Yeah, and Southampton, to be fair. Well, did you um, see what he did at Espanyol? I didn't, in all fairness to myself, no. Um, to be fair to him, he had no money. And he, he stayed there for three or four yeah. years. And they weren't a bad side, but... If you can't sign players and you've got to sell your best players, it's very, very difficult to do so. But he did superbly uh, at Southampton and he's done very well at Tottenham. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the only thing that worries me with him at Spurs is obviously he's never won anything with them. He's never won a trophy. And that's that's what this club is based on, winning trophies. Um, We just need... It's it's the tactics and the set-up that's that's really doing my head in and it, it needs to change ASAP. You live in Hyde, 15 miles east of Manchester City Centre. Is it a City or United area, or Hyde United? United. Yeah? Massive United. Is it? My barber's a Hyde United fan, he's a die-hard United fan, but... You and yeah, Field? But, yeah, you and Field. United Reserves used to play there. Yeah, they did. Not long after I moved to the area, they stopped playing there, so I was gutted about that, not being able to get down and see some of the games, but... So there's more uh, United than City? Definitely, In yeah. Hyde? Yeah, you don't... You, you rarely see a City fan in Hyde. They only come out when they've won a game. Did he? Yeah. How are you don't feeling? See, don't see any shirts unless they've won a game and then they come out. And... You're from Hyde as well? No, I'm from Denton, me. I went through Denton last night as well. I got, st- yeah, I got whipped off a motorway and sent into the middle of Denton for the first time in my life. And, uh, yeah, if I would have met you 24 hours ago, I could never have said I've been to Denton, but now I've been to Denton. How are you feeling about um, United at the moment? Uh, something's got to change, I think. We're just... You mean the manager? If he was to go, I wouldn't be disappointed. I wouldn't call for his head, but if he was to go, it wouldn't really bother me, to be honest. I'd be... We just need to be a bit more attacking. I think it was Gary Neville on during, I think it was before the Juve game, he said um, our strength is in attack. So that's all we need to do, just focus on our attack. We're, we're focusing too much on defence when that's possibly our weak point anyway. Just give the likes of Marshall, Rashford a little bit more freedom and we might actually reap the rewards. Tell us about Denton. Is it United? Is it City? Oh, it's got to be United. You used to have a cartoonist in red issue. Drastic. Denton Reds against Scouts, Twats, including City. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty mixed. It's pretty mixed, but... Probably, probably What's the best had, thing about Denton? Tell us something it. about Denton that we don't know. Yeah, there's not that brilliant about Denton. 
Just Denton's what? Ten miles Denton's east of, of the centre. Full of pubs, that's Manchester. about it. Good, good night out there. Yeah, plenty of pubs. Uh, if, you, if you like a pub, then yeah, it's all right. Score prediction for tonight. I'm going to say 2 0. To burn? <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I'll probably echo that. I, I, I reckon 2 0 United for myself. How would you like a free case of craft beer? Well, as a listener to our podcast, we'd like to thank you for listening. And with the help of our friends at beer52.com, you can do just that. Just go to beer52.com forward slash United. And the beer52 is the numbers five and two. You can claim a free case and it's a perfect chance to get some special beers in for Christmas. Beer 52 is the world's most popular monthly craft beer discovery club. Searching out incredible and exclusive small batch craft beers from the world's greatest breweries and bringing them back for the members. Every month focuses on a new country or theme and listeners who sign up now will get to discover fantastic beers as part of their West Country Road Trip Month. Featuring amazing beers from up-and-coming brewers in and around Bristol such as Firebrand's Juicy New England IPA, Lost and Grounded with their incredible Keller Pilsner and Harbour with their refreshing Ellsensborg Session IPA. If you like darker beers go to the mixed case. If you like lighter beers, get the light case. It's easy. You'll be able to read all about the beers and learn more about how they're made in the 100-page Ferment magazine, which is included in the box. And as a listener to our podcast, you can, cl- you can try your first case for free. You just need to pay £5.95 for postage. So you'll get eight craft beers, Ferment magazine, and a snack delivered with next-day shipping. There's no minimum commitment, you can just take the free case, try the beers and see what you think. If it's not for you, you can pause and cancel any time. Don't miss this chance to get the beers in for the festive season. So visit www.beer52.com forward slash united and claim your free case today. That's beer52.com forward slash united. And remember, it's beer52.com. Manchester United 1, Young Boys 0, Marouane Fellaini, 93rd minute to make a very dramatic end to the game at Old Trafford for Manchester United to score a goal in the Champions League home game for the first time this season to get the three points and for Manchester United to qualify for the last 16 means we can go to Atlanta in a couple of weeks pretty relaxed and with Rob Dawson Rob's from ESPN and covers United. What did you make of that, Rob? Performance-wise, wasn't wasn't the best. Um, no different really from from what we've seen week in week out really this season. But you know, like you say, a last-minute win and makes everything look an awful lot better. Um, you know, the fans leaving here tonight without that goal would have would have had a very different verdict. The fact that it's gone in that United are into the last 16 that they don't have to go to Leinster and get something is is massive. You know, and, it, and it does, it changes the whole mood. It, it, it gives you a little bit of confidence going into Southampton at the weekend. Um, to say if that goal doesn't go in, then you, you're talking about a completely different story, really. We've both just been in the press conference after the game where Jose Mourinho talked about many things with a lot of interesting lines in there. But one which stood out to me was David De Gea wants to stay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's kind of been known really around the club for a while. I think he's, he hasn't made any secret of his affection for the United fans in particular um, you know, when, when we've spoken to him in the past he, he remembers the way that, that he was um, 
applauded onto the pitch after that move to Real Madrid broke down. I think he was perhaps expecting a little bit of a different reception. Um, obviously didn't get it, got an awful lot of support, has had an awful lot of support since he's been here through good times and bad. Um, you know, People forget that he had a, um, a dodgy start to, to his career here, but he's had an awful lot of support and, and I think he, he values that. So I think he, he, he does want to stay. Um, you know, it, it's still one of the biggest clubs in the world. Um, they can pay him handsomely. Um, he's obviously become one of the best goalkeeper in the world since he's been here, so it's, it's obvious why why he'd want to stay. I, mean, I, th- I think for him, though, that it's only right that, that he takes his time because he's so good that he needs to be winning the biggest trophies. And you know, he's got one title, I think, since he's been here. And really, a, a goalkeeper of his stature and his ability probably should have had more trophies under his belt. And you know, if it, if it does come down to it, and uh, and he does get into the final year of his contract, there are going to be an awful lot of big clubs wanting to sign him. So, um, you know, obviously, it's great that he wants to stay. Hopefully, that United can get that done as quickly as possible. Do you see Jose Mourinho being here at the start of next season? That's a question, isn't it? Um, at the moment, I, I would find it, I find it difficult to, to believe that he's going to be here, um, and only because. It felt like the board made a little bit of a decision in the summer to not to back him and, and not to give him the, some of the players that he wanted. Um, you know, once you make that decision, the, the writing is on the wall a little bit. Um, I think it would have to be a significant turnaround in results and performances between now and the end of the season for for the tide to turn and for the majority of fans to to be behind him. Um, you know, there is still time for that. You know, we're only in November. There is plenty of time, plenty of games for. For things to turn around, I just think we've seen this before, haven't we, with with Moyes and with with Van Gaal? That once it does start to turn, it's very difficult to turn it back. Um, if there is a manager that can do that, it is Mourinho. But at the moment, it just feels like we're kind of sleepwalking a little bit to the end of the season, and, and an awful lot of fans just sort of hanging around, waiting for something to change. A large truck going past us. We're behind the Stratford end now, so. Next game, Southampton. You going? You covering it for ESPN? No, I've, um, not that one. I've been to Brighton and saw them get walloped. Yeah. I've been to Bournemouth and saw them almost get walloped and save it right to the death. I think I've I've done my South Coast trips for this this season. Um, it's just it's another big game, and, and that just tells you everything about where this season is. You know that usually you would you would expect to go to Southampton. Pick up a comfortable win and come back home. Um, and as we've seen tonight against Young Boys, you know, the, there's nothing comfortable about anything that United are doing at the moment. If if United were going to have a stroll, this this was going to be it, and it and it wasn't. Um, you know, Young Boys were, were fairly well organised, but not really much else. And United have still struggled. So, you know, like any fan, I suppose you just, you just don't know what you're going to get, and, and that's the same at, at Southampton on Saturday. What did you make of Paul Pogba and Romelu Lukaku not starting tonight? Alexis Sanchez left out. I thought it was quite a big statement, to be honest. Um, I was in the press conference with Mourinho on Monday and he made a point of saying that he was going to pick a team who he felt could cope with the, the little bit of pressure that he was going to stick on the players. He said something similar in his programme notes again about he was going to pick a team that, that could play with their brain and their, their heart, I think he said. You know, to leave those three out was quite a, a big message. Um, no, I fully expected him after the game to say that that they, they needed a rest and you know that Southampton was a, a bigger game in the, in the terms of the season because there was all, there was going to be another game against Valencia to, to book that place in the Champions League last 16. But you know, once you've said that he was going to pick a team that he felt could handle the pressure, all eyes were going to be on that team sheet and the fact that Pogba, Lukaku and Sanchez weren't on it at all. Um, 
you know, says everything. In particular, Sanchez, because he's confirmed in the press conference that he's not injured. Um, you know, this is a, a bloke who's on hundreds and thousands of pounds a week. You know, the, the best played player at this football club. Uh, can't even get in the 18 for, for a game where you can guarantee qualification to the last 16 in the Champions League. It, it just it says everything about how his, how his career's gone at Old Trafford. We don't usually do the manager's comments after a game, but we're going to put Jose Mourinho on now. I thought he was quite interesting and I like the fact that he defends himself because he's getting so much stick at the moment and I can understand why he's getting stick because the football's not good. But I also like the fact that he fronts up, he defends himself. Um, it's often usually uh, about him, but he knows he's got a lot of detractors or lovers, as he calls them, and I quite like that style of humour. So here's Jose. We were going to include some of the sellers after the game, but there was a technical glitch there. So listen to Jose, and then the next podcast will be coming from Southampton at the weekend. And cheers for everyone who's bought the latest mag, by the way. It's available to download, and it's now in the shops where it's usually sold. Here's Jose. are to be a, a big club, to be a winning club, you need the best goalkeeper in the world and you need also some other players the best in the world. In this case we have, a, we have the best goalkeeper in the world and I know that he wants to stay, I know that 
his agent um, is uh, happy to do what the player wants. And I also know that uh, the, the board wants him to stay and they are working on, on that. So hopefully sooner or later uh, they arrive into good conclusions. You're in the last 16, Jose. Realistically, do you think you can go deep into this competition or are you just happy to get into the second you know, First of all, let me send a message to my lovers and say that uh, I played Champions League for 14 years and I qualified 14 times. Um, and the year where, uh, the two years where I didn't play Champions League, I won the Europa League twice. So in 16 years, 14 times I qualified and twice I played Europa League and I won. Just a little curiosity for my lovers and the lovers of the stats. Uh, realistically, I think to be in the, in the last 16 in this group is an achievement. Um, not a big one, not a fantastic one, but is an achievement. Because we could perfectly, in this group, to, to finish third and be playing uh, in Europa League in, in, in February, which is not going to happen. Uh, there are better teams than us. There are teams with more, uh, with more quality, with more uh, realistic ambitions. But I always say that uh, when a team arrives in the Champions League quarterfinal, not the last 16, last 16 is still a long way to go. But when a team goes over one, one knockout phase and arrives in the quarterfinal, uh, anything can happen. Anything can happen. But in this moment, we. We are going to finish second, as you know, and we are going to get uh, a team that uh, won the group. So we can have Barcelona, we can have uh, Real Madrid, we can have, uh, I don't know who else, but for sure we can have maybe Bayern Munich, we can have the best teams in the, best teams in the world. Jose, you, you left out some big names Sanchez is injured or what's uh, No, Sanchez is not injured, but it's quite curious because uh, you always speak about the ones that are not playing. So today you had, tonight you had Marcus Rashford playing as a nine. That's what you want, that's what you ask all the time, and you had. So don't speak about, about Lukaku, and uh, you tell Lukaku doesn't score a goal since, uh, uh, at Old Trafford since March. So. And then you ask why he's, he's not playing. You, you put me in, in, in difficult situations, in difficult situations with difficult questions, but uh, you go always, you, 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 could, you could be nice to me and say, Jose, tonight you play Marcos Rashford as a nine. And I could go from there. But no, you say you left big names, you left big names uh, outside. Yes, I left big names outside, but uh, I play other guys. And... Um, for me, the good thing is that everyone that was on, on, on the pitch, some for 90 minutes, others for 15, like Matt or 20, all of them, they gave everything. Um, and I'm happy with, with the, the attitude. Just on Marcus, you, you seem particularly frustrated with the, the chance that he missed very early on. Is, is that something that he's going to have to work on? Is he going to get a run as a, as a number nine? 
you know, we don't score enough goals. But it's not about about Marcos. Is is about us as a team. It's very difficult for us to score uh, to score goals. Uh, but Marcos makes the movements, makes the runs, works hard when the team has the ball and when the team doesn't have the ball. And um, I can never, never um, blame a player because of um, missing chances. Can I have on, on the touchline where um, not a lot of the ones that, that common football, they were there. Not many of them, they were there. Uh, can myself or another manager have a reaction of, of frustration? I would invite I would invite that people to sit on the bench as managers, but I think maybe it's better, it's better to have lots of holidays in Barbados and um, go to the television screen and touch in, in, the, in the dummies, the electronic dummies. I think it's much, much, much more comfortable than be on the touchline like we managers we are. So I'm pretty sure that a, a proper football manager would never uh, criticize another one for emotional reactions on, on the touchline because it's deja vu, deja vu for them. For the ones that have a nice life, it's different. Okay, last question. I'm not going to comment uh, Mr. Scholes' words. I'm not going to comment. I'm not going to comment. It's just that. Thanks for listening to the latest United We Stand podcast brought to you by Red Army Bet. We offer the best available odds on a United win as well as a host of special bets created by Reds. With half our net profits being donated to United supporters groups, Red Army Bet is about fans, by fans, for fans. Check out our website, redarmybet.com or download the app. Red Army Bet, we all follow United.